0: You're listening to the Up In Your Business Podcast, episode 033. On today's show, I talk with Peter Awad about managing business, batching and blocking, and true happiness. Let's get started.
1: I want the freedom to live where I want to live, do what I want to do, spend my days the way that I want to spend them.
0: Welcome to the Up In Your Business Podcast. Building you to do business better. This show is about intention, transparency, and insights from business professionals sharing their personal business. Discover what they've learned the hard way so you don't have to. Empowering a new breed of self-aware leadership. Here's your host, Angus Nelson. Hello, hello, welcome to the Up In Your Business podcast, where we are building you to do business better. I'm your host, Angus Nelson, and if this is your very first time visiting, it's great to have you join us. Now today, you're going to get some insights and wisdom from a young man who, uh, with his wife and four children, he is both traveling the country and running multiple businesses. He's learned to rely on a lot of great systems and focus on what's important. Uh, while he's trying to make a pursuit of a life of freedom. I think you're really going to enjoy this. We're talking with Peter Awad, host of the Slow Hustle Podcast. So let's jump into that interview right now. Welcome to the Up Business Podcast. This is Angus, your host. I'm here with Peter Awad. Peter, how are you today?
1: Doing awesome, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. What kind of sunscreen are you wearing there in Southern California?
1: I, I'm clearly I'm not wearing any. My <laughs> wife's like, "You're gonna age really quickly here."
0: It's fantastic, and the thing is, you're not from Southern California. Where are you from?
1: I'm from Iowa right now, man. So I mean, I say right now because I've lived there for uh, nine years. I'm originally from Florida, though.
0: And uh, so you di- you are used to having a little bit of sun um, and far less humidity where you are right now, right? You got it. Yeah, so you're the founder and host of another podcast called Slow Hustle. You're an online entrepreneur, a husband, a father, and you're now traveling the country on a big adventure, which anyone who knows uh, my family story, we're uh, big heroes to that. So what else can you do to fill in the gaps for us?
1: Yeah, man. So, um, you know, I got a wife, four little kids, eight and under. We're traveling the country for almost a year, so we're right on the tail end of that. And really, for us, it was an experiment to see, you know, what would happen personally and through business if we put ourselves in these different environments. And so we've spent some time on the road. We spent time in Arizona and San Diego, now in uh, the Laguna Beach area, and then we'll road trip back for a couple of weeks and end up back in Iowa and kind of debrief and see, you know, how we're feeling, if we want to move, if we want to co-locate, you know, just just kind of what that experience was like. And then also on the business side of things, it's been amazing. In, in immersing myself in different environments, having face-to-face conversations with people that I never would have met otherwise, and developing those relationships. And so we've got that man um, podcast has been going for 15 months. Just got featured on New and Noteworthy on the front page of iTunes, which is really cool.
0: Congratulations! And
1: thank you very much. And I run a couple couple e-commerce businesses. One in the automotive space, and one more recent, and you know about seven or eight months old now, that is in the snack food business.
0: Oh, I didn't know about the snack food. I know back when you had good blogs, but what about snack foods? Do tell. <laughs> it's called Mission Meats, man.
1: And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a long story, but essentially co-founder and I wanted to have a business that had a mission at its core focus. And so uh, we had, uh, you know, I had some insight into the into the snack food business, specifically in grass-fed beef products. Um, he has a ton of like offline traditional meat distribution experience and a degree in meat, all this crazy stuff that I didn't know existed beforehand. And um, we st- we launched this company, man, and it's doing really well. And it's really, really satisfying to f- to to see like when we're sending these checks to these organizations that we're partnering with to see the impact that we're making. And so um, and it all stemmed, f- stemmed from this book that I read uh, by Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler called Bold. And there's a section in there about, you know, having a business that has some meaning and has some purpose behind it. And I remember after reading that book a year ago, realizing that I needed to have some of that, you know, and Slow Hustle's got it, but I'm like, you know, in the e-commerce business that I had prior, it didn't feel like it had that. It wasn't a core tenant. It wasn't uh, in, you know, the original business plan, uh, so to speak. And so launching this business and having that as a cornerstone has really been powerful. Mm.
0: And so there's more to it than, um, just the hustle of the slow hustle. I want to kind of focus in on the slow part. Yeah. And I think you're kind of, um, alluding to some of that, uh, in what you're sharing. Would you mind kind of maybe, um, giving some background as to what was the inspiration for your podcast and this philosophy?
1: Yeah. So sl- slow hustle to me started as a selfish project. I tell everybody that. And it's like, I needed to know, mm how to deal with what I was dealing with. And I'll share that with you in a moment. And then from there, realizing that a lot of other people wanted to hear about that too. And so it's been cool to see how those conversations that were kind of meant for me have helped other people. And so I'll go way back and I share this kind of an episode one, I think where I talk about, you know, my parents, both Egyptian immigrated to the States, that whole story where, you know, they didn't have much money, clothes on their back, all that stuff. And so they, you know, later on in their careers, they start a business and my dad would come home one day and be like dancing in the kitchen. Had an amazing day at the the shop, you know, had a really good day in revenue. The next day, he'd come home and be like, yeah, I don't know. He'd be telling my mom, yeah, I don't know, man, I think we're going to go out of business. And I remember thinking, this guy is out of his freaking mind. Like, who are you, dude? Yesterday you're dancing. Today the business is crushing you. I don't get it, you know? Yeah. And then I started my own you know, first company. And I remember the lights came on. and I'm like, now I get it. Business is a roller coaster. Right It's a roller coaster of emotions, roller coaster of revenue. You're one day, everything's going right, the next day, nothing's going right. You feel smart one day, you feel stupid the next. And you that is super isolating because nobody talks about it. Everybody hears like, "How are you doing busy? How are you doing, Crushing it, right? And you don't hear about this other stuff, and the other stuff is like 90 percent of it. You know the majority of the days are bad. The majority of the days are hard. And so for me, I wanted to talk to people. Have them share that story, not to like get everybody down, but more so to be like, dude, you're in good company. Like this guy's on company number 10. This guy's one of the top VCs in the country. This guy is have like massive exits. And you know what? They're more screwed up than we are. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like to me, there's like camaraderie in that. And then it's like, okay, now that we've figured out that we're in, we're in good company, what do you do about it, guy? What do you do about it, gal? What do you do about it? You know, first time startup person, tenth, tenth startup person. And you learn from them, and you figure out what the mechanisms are and how they manage those things. And then to talk to folks that have gotten into divorce through their startup. Talk to folks that have, like, they look back and, like, man, I didn't see my kids grow up. And if I would have done it differently, this is what I would have done. There's so much insight there. And that's where, to me, that's the power. It's, like, you can figure out how to grow your Instagram following by Googling in it and getting a tutorial. You can figure out how to launch your podcast. You can figure out how to start an e-commerce company by attending a few webinars. Well what if your if your whole life's falling apart, you know, that that stuff's just not going to work out or it's not going to happen. And so I feel like that's where the real power is is learning how to manage life as you're growing that company. That to me is like that that's the power.
0: And for those of you who are listening, I think you can probably see why Peter and I get along quite nicely. <laughs> Henceforth, the name of my podcast, Up In Your Business, for just about everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> what What is it, the line from uh, Nacho Libre? Oh, I love the same things that you said. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You're doing. dude. <laughs> I did not know you loved that. movie. I love that
1: movie. My kids, my kids can all quote that movie. I mean, so funny.
0: you like everything
1: that I like because you're like, yeah, I love puppies, and I like, what does she say? My favorite color is
0: light tan. Yeah. Classic. Um, I-, I was about to break into song here, but uh, I wiped my tears. Um, so. You've come a long way since uh giving um you know some tutorials on uh quick sets of ATEC and Mitsubishi TPMS videos from inside an auto shop. You really did do your research. I I found some of your Cool little videos and how uh, one of those little quick sets is not even powered, doesn't even have a battery. It plugs in and runs off of either the USB or it runs off the car battery itself when it's doing its measurements, changing from winter to summer. Wow. You did it. that those are really boring man I'm, I I you, I I I can
1: I dude I I commend you for listening to those awful things
0: Yeah and what's interesting though is uh not only um are they a, a very specific niche but some of them are so specific that you have like 50,000 views Mhm like it's that kind of you know thing that um one day you're like wow I hit it yeah bam and then the next one gets like 23 Mhm yeah, mm-hmm. I know how frustrating that is. So, mm-hmm. I, that takes me down into how did you come upon this yourself? What was the moment for you that you experienced the challenge of the quote unquote hustle that you experienced, whether it be the failure or the the uh, hiccup uh, in this journey?
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, I trace it back to just before the real estate collapse, and we're still in Florida and. I find myself in this monster house and two brand new cars and I've got a bunch of property and like this bottom falls out. Right. And before the bottom even fell out, I remember feeling like, how did this happen to me? Like, how did I get into this huge house and mortgage payment and new, co- like what happened? Like I had a really small house and I had paid off cars. Like when, and you start thinking and you realize like, dude, I just got on a treadmill with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like how I just kind of followed the path of everybody else. I just conformed, you know, and to think of yourself as a nonconformist and then to realize like you just followed the path of everybody else is pretty damn depressing. But then from there, it's like, dude, I need to do something about this. So before the real estate collapse, we decided we were going to slow down. We sold the cars, we sold the house, we moved to Iowa and then real estate collapses. And I still have a ton of property in Florida. Right. And it was just like through that experience is like, man, you know what? I thought this is what I wanted, but this is not it, you know? Um, And, you know, so between that and finding myself on a roller coaster, finding myself coming home and like vomiting my um, problems on the whole family, kind of, you know, seeing through them, so to speak, where they're they're there and they're excited to see me, but I don't see them because I'm still with my problems at work. And all of those things kind of came to a head for me where I'm like, I got to figure something else out. Like clearly – Following the goals of society are not it. And I need to figure out what it is that's going to bring me happiness and to be okay with the fact that I am not going to follow those same things, right? Like maybe I am going to have a small house, and maybe it's not going to be super nice. I and mean, maybe I'm not going to have nice, car- nice cars, but I'm going to be super dang happy, and I'm going to see my kids grow up, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some, some time with my wife, and I'm going to have those priorities straight. Maybe I'm going to give up some business because I'm not spending you know 15 hours behind the desk, and that's okay. So i mean that's the story man
0: Mm. thank you for sharing um and then where do you go now um i know what it's like to be on the road and hustle on a different context just for wi-fi Mm -hmm. Um, trying to operate a business trying to operate um, successfully for a company that i was working with and how do you manage that with having a family and being remote and moving are you working out of an apartment are you working out of a coffee shop how's that all working for you
1: yeah so i got a couple things of that i'm glad you asked this question so um one of the things is it's this this so i had i had systems in place before we left you know before we left the house in iowa my systems become militant now right and so i was just talking to my buddy ash earlier it's like because I want to have the freedom to, you know, and you can fill in the blank. For me, it's go to the beach, hang out with the kids at the park, go explore, see these different places that I'm at. Cause I'm like, I'm not gonna come here and then work my tail off and not see any of these places that I committed to visit. And so, because of that, my systems become super militant. Like I've made myself a morning person even more so than it was before I've got delegate you know designated times for like my morning routine and for exercise and for one on one time with the kids and for knocking out the inbox and then closing that tab. I've bashed interviews now I've bashed all kinds of things because I need to spend time with family Um, and as far as the office is concerned I spend a lot of time at coffee shops I make friends with all the baristas it's really really fun to be in part of that culture and like to be high-fiving people that I just met it's really really cool I love that Um, and then um, having friends in places that allow me to squat in their space like Ash that I just mentioned I'm sitting in his office right now and he shares his office with me when I need to get behind the mic and have a quiet place um, did the same thing in San Diego where I, my, my buddy who had uh, an office in a co-working space he never used, he just handed me the keys. He's like, dude, you're here for a month. My office is your office. And so being able to do that, it's been really fun. There are other challenges. Heck, yeah. Am I tired of setting up my my podcast equipment and having to tear it down? Heck, yeah. I'm way tired of it. Am I tired of dealing with, like, forwarding mail and getting lost? Absolutely. Um, but you got to take the good with the bad, right? Um, but it all comes back to me as I call it batching and blocking, right? So I batch tasks like crazy. Um, And the example that I always use is just imagine how uh, freaking uh, efficient you are on email or fill in the blank task when you're on vacation, Hmm. right? You're not in your inbox eight hours a day when you're on vacation, you pop in, you bang it out, you're out of that inbox because you have to be because you're like dude I need to get back to the beach or whatever it is that you want to do. So I try to take that with me every single day. And then blocking is I like to block things off one on one time with the kids or whatever it is that I want to do. Because otherwise your life expands to fit the time that you give it, right? And so your work's going to expand to fit the time that you allocate it. And so to have that force constraint and to have a shorter work day, you're going to get more done and you're going to be more effective and efficient.
0: And I'm I'm almost at the point of setting the old uh, egg timers um, I'm right there with you. I, I've turned into a morning person. I was up at, uh, 10 after five this morning, uh, only because I, I let the phone go back to snooze. I, otherwise I would have been up at five. Yes. Yesterday I was up at four 30 and I'm in the process of, you know, I have a day job and then I have my passion project. You know, this is part of that. And the, the products that I'm creating are pro, are part of that because I have a dream and I have a vision that I want to do with my life. And the transition from business or day that isn't your job to the job that you want to do and the freedom that it can bring, sometimes you got to bite the bullet. Mm -hmm. What would you give to someone who's listening, um, who is working a job, and it's not necessarily the job? How do they position themselves to kind of move down the path that you've taken? Yeah. Uh, So, so for me, I'm, I'm a
1: huge proponent of the side hustle. I mean, I I think a lot of folks are, you know, they'll maybe give the advice of like, just quit your job and follow it. I'm not, I mean, the fact that I'm married and I have four kids, I've become less and less, you know, risk tolerant. And so I like, I, I love validating ideas. I love following lean startup methodology. And so my, my opinion would be, You know, I I would first read that book, and I don't know if you've read it, Angus, but it's like you got to read that book. You got to figure out how to test your ideas and validate them with little to no time or money associated with it, especially because it's a side hustle. Especially because you know it's after work
0: hours. And And you're talking Lean Startup is the book. Yeah, yeah, Lean
1: Startup is the book, and so just just a way for you to validate those ideas. And because the saddest thing to me is when I see somebody that's following a product idea or a service idea, and they're like building the whole thing out, and they're spending a ton of time and a ton of money on it, and they haven't even figured out if anybody wants it yet. Mm-hmm. And so my my advice is always to be like, do the you know, and this there's all this is all the the kind of the verbiage and the vocabulary they use in there, but the MVP, the minimum viable product, test it as simply as possible. So, like, for us, for this trip, I wanted to go on this trip, but I'm like, dude, I really want to, I really want that rental income for my house. So what was my MVP? I'm listing the house. So the wife's like, you know, my wife's like, man, I don't know if I want to do it. I'm like, tell you what, let's MVP it. I'm going to list a house. We'll see if we get any interest. Well, the problem was I rented it in three days, and she's like, crap, you know? <laughs> Right. (laughs) So I'm like, well, we rented the house now. What are we doing? Right. Um, And so sometimes you have that nice surprise. And so that's my advice, man, is make sure that you can validate and test. And the thing is, losing the money hurts, but losing the time to me hurts a lot more. So if you're working a 40 hour a week job and you spent 10 hours, you know, a week and you're during your nights and weekends working on an idea for a year only to find out that nobody wants it, that hurts a lot more. I mean, wasting Mm -hmm. that year hurts a lot more than whatever money that you're going to put into it. So that's my advice.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, so now you've been um, interviewing people as part of your podcast. Mm-hmm. What have you learned? Oh, my gosh. Um, first of all, I feel like huge gratitude
1: uh, for being able to have these types of conversations. And so there's a lot of times where I'm having the conversation and I missed the the thing that they said because I'm just thinking, I can't believe I get to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. like uh, So it's just a labor of love for me. Um, had one of those moments yesterday where I was sitting in, in this gentleman's house at his dining room table interviewing him it was awesome. Um, and so I've learned a ton, man. I've learned that no matter the industry, no matter where you're at, you're having these people have the same issues that I do. And like I said, so there's camaraderie there. I'm also learning the different ways that they manage their stresses. The way that they manage the routines, and so like you know, like my morning routine, I learned from a guest, Hal Elrod from Miracle Morning. I got to learn about those those six things that he does in the morning, and I've adapted into my life, and they've changed. They've, they've changed the game for me, and also from guests, whether it's on the air or off the air, we'll have we'll be having conversations, and they'll say, "Dude, Peter, you can't be doing it that way," you know. So I used to mm-hmm. do interviews. I used to do interviews whenever the guest could have an interview. And now I only do them on Tuesdays. Like, I only do interviews with guests on Tuesdays. And that's changed the game for me, especially on the road where I have to set up equipment and tear it down. Now I do three, four interviews in a day. I do them, you know, once or twice a month. That's it. And so, I mean, I've, I've learned a lot. I, I mean, I've, I've learned a ton. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, what about production? Do you do your own production or do you farm that out?
1: I, I have a friend that that does it. Um, I'm lucky to have him. Um, he's kind of like he's, he's he was there day one, and um, his name is Michael Crocker. The dude is just a super talented individual, and it's fun having a team to work with. I mean, not only because they uh, you can delegate those tasks to them and they take that workload off your plate, but when they are you know hustlers, when they are people that have that are really good at their craft, they just elevate. Right. So not only is he freeing up that time, he's doing it way better than I ever would. He thinks of things that I never would have thought of. I ask him to do X. He says, no, I'm going to do X plus Y. And this is why. And um, and so people like that to me, just like there, I, I just love working with teams that are that are like that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm looking for my X plus Y Add why or why. And this is why. My X plus Y and this is why. I'm looking for that. <laughs> um, so here's a, another question uh, going back to what you're saying. you know, All of this that you're doing um, is because you have your own definition of happiness, mm. um, perhaps even success. How do you define that? Usually I boil it down to one word, and that's freedom.
1: I want the freedom to live where I want to live. Do what I want to do. Spend my days the way that I want to spend them. Of course, there are times when I'm going to do things that I don't want to do. Um, This is part of businesses that you have to do with us, bookkeeping or something like that, you know. But I want that to be at the minimum. I want that to be in the minority and not the majority. And so I just want I want to be free. And and that might sound corny or weird or strange, but I think everything is based on that. And there's, you know, there's this old adage where it's like you don't necessarily want a million dollars. You want the life you think a million dollars will bring you. And so if you can find that freedom or flexibility without getting the million bucks, then you don't need it. right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so you, know, you and I were talking before the show. I just love, I love hacking things. I love making things happen that seem completely out of reach. And so, like, for this trip, it's like, oh, how the heck are you going to afford that? Well, we're going to hack it together. We're going to get rent for our house. We're going to drive in our van. We're not going to have to rent a car when we're out. We're going to do all these different things to figure out how to make it happen and to live a year, uh, you know, on the road where most folks would be like, oh, I can't afford that. It's too expensive. No, no you can. You can figure it out. It's going to take some creativity. It's going to take some, some, um, some flexibility. It's going to take some, you know, some, um, some different structures. But you can make it happen. And so that, I mean, that's, that's the thing for me. I mean, it's all, it's, it's all based on freedom. Mm
0: -hmm. And with your kids, I know that this kind of lifestyle too is super enriching. I know from our kids, our two youngest traveled with us and for them to experience a different kind of culture, a different kind of food, a different kind of place to sleep, um, becoming flexible. Um, You can't be a picky eater. You can't be a, picky where you sleep, you you just kind of roll with it and you're forced into that. And I think it creates a lot of awesome life skills. Um, in addition, as an adult, we start to realize how stuck in our ways we are. So, um, hats off to you for the lifestyle that you're doing right now, because, um, I loved it. Um, eventually we, we sought community and that's the one thing that's the downside is, you know, it's, it's hard to really develop intimate, uh, community, um, so if I can give you any advice in that part I know that part can be a struggle. Um so in in closing uh Peter you have your your podcast the slow hustle and you have a message that you're trying to bring. What are the tools that you're equipping your audience with in order for them to achieve the goal that you're setting for them?
1: Yeah, um good question man.
0: And so one is the
1: dialogue and the conversations Two is, uh, you know, we offer in between episodes and um, for folks that are on the email list to, to be able to receive just some information from me. And the, the tone of the, of the in between episodes and the tone of the content in the blog post is not necessarily, hey, I'm Peter. I figured it out. I'm going to pass this information down to you, my minions. It's more so like, hey, man, I'm just learning out loud here. I'm working out alongside you guys. Here's what I've observed. Hopefully it's helpful. And yeah. I want to maintain that tone kind of forever because I feel like I'm, gonna still, I'm still figuring this out till the day I die, you know? Like mm-hmm. I haven't figured anything out. It's just like here, here's what I've got. Here's what's working for me right now. Hopefully it's helpful. You know, like you talked about tomato timer or the, the, the egg timer, yeah. uh, the Pomodoro. There's a, there's a site called um, Pomotodo, P-O-M-O-T-O-D-O, and it mashes a, a Pomodoro, like the 25-minute timer, with a to-do list. And I've been using it. And for me, mm. it's working awesome, and I've been sharing it with everybody. And you know, maybe six months from now, I'll be using something else. But right now, like that's really working for me. And so that's the type of stuff that we're sharing in order to try to instill some slowness or semblance of slowness in, in our lives. And I think that as technology advances and as it speeds up, we're going to need it more and more, man. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're in massive trouble right now because – Everybody's so dependent and twitchy with their technology. You're seeing it in kids now. They don't know how to have a conversation with people anymore. They can't even have a conversation with their, with their siblings or with their parents because they're so stuck to their devices. And so to me, like w- as years progress, we're going to need more and more of this message. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you so much, Peter. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you, they want to track you down, where can they go to connect
1: uh, Twitter's great, man. At Peter Awad, P E T E R A W A D, at slowhustle, slowhustle.com. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place, I think.
0: Well, thank you, sir, for being a part of uh, today's show. And I uh, more so appreciate just you. Thanks. Thanks for being here.
1: <laughs> Same to you, bro. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> you bet. Thanks to Peter for his great insights and wisdom and his super chill swagger. Really appreciate you, man. Uh, For me, I think one of the best lines that Peter shared was about the fact that we don't really want a million dollars as much as we really want the life we think a million dollars would bring us. And I really dig that statement because I think many of us are – We kind of have that part all jacked up. I mean, we're crazy busy trying to build our net worth or our stature and our ego. And when all we really want is peace or connection and fulfillment. And that's totally where I'm at. Um, I'm working with focus on the real goals in life, relationship and significance. And I want to add value to people around me, cultivating you know the connection and and for me, peace within my own self and ultimately a fulfilled life, uh, just as he said. Um, so that's a life of freedom. And that is my hope for you. I hope you got some great stuff out of this show today. If you are looking for any of the links or show notes, you can get them at AngusNelson.com. And look up show 033. If you've enjoyed the show, please uh, share with your friends and colleagues. I would love for you to spread it about uh, near and wide. And then shout it from the housetops. And after that, go and visit iTunes and place a review. Uh, or you can do it in the reverse order. I'm I'm fine with it either way. That's totally cool by me. And I'd love for you to join our private Facebook group too. Simply type up in your business into your Facebook search uh, into the bar there and request entrance. I'll make sure you get in there. If you have any questions or want to connect with me, you can simply go to hello at AngusNelson.com and I'd love to hear you. So from the bottom of my heart, Thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure to have you take the time to invest in yourself and spend your precious time with this great community. I'm very grateful for you. So live intentionally, love extravagantly, and lead with self-awareness. This has been Angus Nelson, building you to do your business better. Be amazing. Thanks for listening to the Up In Your Business podcast with Angus Nelson. Find more at upinyourbusiness.co. Remember that's .com